This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to The John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Eleven thirty-six. The time uh, we're going to wave off Coach's Corner here in about ten minutes. Uh, we'll get back to your phone call. So if you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you. But right now we're going to head out, and uh, we're going to be joined by our buddy uh, Brett Boone, the host of Brett Boone uh, Podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in MLB and all around sports every week. And Brett Boone joins us here on ninety-seven-three. The fan. Well, uh, the playoffs have gotten pretty good there for a while, Booney. They didn't look all that exciting, and all of a sudden now we're ended up having two game sevens now in the ALCS and the NLCS. It's been, Coach, it's been unbelievable. It makes me want to throw my notes in the air and just <laughs> look in the mirror and say, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Because this, uh, from start to finish, nothing has gone uh, the way, you know, when I break all these teams down, nothing has gone to script at all. I mean, you, you start with the top five teams in the game being eliminated early. And, and when I'm talking about the Atlanta Braves and the, and the LA Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles all winning over a hundred games, the Tampa Bay Rays were no contest in that wild card, uh, wild card round. They won 99 games. Milwaukee Brewers won 92. All went home and were watching on the couch with the rest of us. We, we you came down to a game seven of a real interesting, uh, ALCS with that Rangers and you know you had all the the narratives out there you had the Boach and and the uh, Dusty you know on on one hand you had Scherzer coming back Verlander they were both Mets earlier in the season and it came down to a great series and in the end Boach and and the Rangers are, are going on in the World Series look over on the National League side it's unbelievable you look at this Phillies team with a home field advantage like no other first two games it looked like it doesn't matter who's playing against the Phillies right now they can't be beat they go to Arizona uh and they lose two of three come back lose the first one in Philly and all of a sudden you got a game seven where anything could happen so uh, there couldn't be more intrigue uh <laughs> there couldn't be more twists and turns that absolutely confuse me but in the end uh it, it's been to say the least exciting and we're visiting with uh, Brett Boone, uh, of course, the uh, host of the Brett Boone podcast and Odyssey original. Join us here on 97.3 The Fan. Last night when you're watching the game and Texas is taking it to uh, the defending world champion, Houston Astros, you got two veteran managers. You played a year here in San Diego for Bruce Bochy. When you saw him uh, come out of the dugout or if you watched the post game, saw him in the clubhouse, when you see Bruce Bochy, what, what do you think about 
big teddy bear. Always has been, you know, Boach was a, uh, I only got to play for him uh, for a year, but I've been with Bruce in the off season at, at, you know, different events and become, we've become good friends over the last 15, 20 years. So I, I just see it just a, a constant professional, uh, just game wide, the game of baseball, just beloved by everybody. Kind of like a Dusty Baker, never, never a bad word said about him. Poised as could be, and going into a game seven, I don't think you can go wrong. Having a Dusty or having a Bochi in the dugout, uh, you can't go wrong with either one. It was just Texas was the better team last night. They came to play. Uh, Javier, who's been tremendous for, for the Houston Astros all season, especially the postseason, uh, just kind of melted down in the first inning. They got to him and took him out of his game and, and took them took the Astros completely out of that series. So, I don't know. It, it came down to game seven. I thought Houston, if, if you just break it down and say, who's the better team? I think top to bottom, the offenses are, are very similar, but I give Texas the edge. But the rest of the game, I, I give Houston the edge from starting pitching to the bullpen, uh, and it just didn't work out that way. Texas Rangers proved, proved last night in that seven-game set that they are the better team. They're going on to the World Series. But I, I wish nothing but the best for Boach. I had him on before on the podcast before game one of the, of the postseason, he was relaxed as could be. He just kind of said, Hey, we've got our man. We've got our staff meeting tonight, Booney. I'm going to go have a little dinner after I'm done doing this podcast. And it seemed like it was just another game for Bruce. He's been there, done that so many times with all his success with the San Francisco giants. Uh, it, it was something he's been there, done that before. And, and in those big games, you, you always look in, I don't know if I've used this as a reference on your show coach, but it's almost like that that uh, flight attendant when when you're when you're not a frequent flyer and you hit those bad turbulence for the first time. Who do you look to? You look to that that flight attendant, and if she's she or he is cool as a cucumber, uh, usually that's how you go as a passenger. Going all right, if if he's all right with it, the flight attendant, then I'm okay with it. I think it's the same with with the great managers in crunch time, the big games. You look to your skipper. And Boach is never going to – you're never going to see him sweat. So that, that's a uh, a quality that he's always had. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm happy from, from a friend standpoint to see Boach going to the postseason or to the, to the World Series. Brett Boone, our guest here on 97 Through the Fan. I, I want to talk about Dusty Baker for a minute because I've met Dusty on a couple of different occasions. I met him one night during batting practice a number of years ago at Petco and Randy Jones Center introduced me and we stood there and talked for a while and then I saw him up at a Lake Elsinore event when his son was uh, going through the the high school process of playing in front of scouts and you know I've read his book on hitting uh you know I feel like I know him a lot better than I actually do but I've, I've got so much love for Dusty Baker the way he carries himself and you know it got out last night that uh, more than likely last night was uh, his last game uh, as a major league manager, and uh, I mean, you played against him over the years. I mean, uh, talk a little bit about Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, I, I think everything you said is is very on point. Dusty is a guy that makes you feel like you said, Coach, with your relationship with him. You, he makes you feel like you know him better than you do. I'm in the yeah. same situation as a young kid. Uh, growing up in Philadelphia on those, you know, coming to the ballpark with my dad in, in his Phillies days, there were some heated rivalries with, with the, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and Dusty was obviously a big part of those, those teams in the seventies. 
So I remember Dusty from a from a young age. Then fast forward my career, I, I played against Dusty uh, numerous times, and he was a skipper on many different teams that uh, that I faced. And just like you mentioned, I'd walk on the field. I, I remember mostly uh, Candlestick Park. Uh, the clubhouse is in the right field. You have to walk onto the field for batting practice. And it seemed like, without a doubt, every time I'd get to Candlestick, I'd be, you know, coming out for batting practice, getting ready for stretch. You have to pass the Giants' dugout on the way to your dugout. And Dusty just yell at me, Booney, what's going on? And I'd look at him, hey, Dusty, how you doing? It was like he was my long, he was my uncle. He, he was my long-lost uh, family member. And he made me feel like we were buddies, like I had played with or against or for him for years, but I really hadn't. He may, he has that endearing quality. He makes you feel like he's a part of his life. I got an opportunity at the winter meetings a year ago when they were held in San Diego. I went down there to, to, to see some people and to do a few shows and, and I sat down for a while with Aaron and then, and then Dusty joined us and I had a nice conversation with him for about 45 minutes, probably the first time I really had a conversation outside of five minutes, you know, when I was playing against him and it just reiterated everything I feel and everything that is said about Dusty in the game. He is that guy. He is that good of a guy. Uh, you hear from guys that have played for him that will do anything for Dusty Baker. You see the outpouring on social media for Dusty X players that, that heard that he might be stepping down what he meant to them in their journey. Uh, he's everything. Uh, he's all the press clippings that, that you hear about Dusty Baker, just a true, uh, huge part of our great game. And, and if it comes to an end, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of sadness, but, but looking back, he, he's not going to be out of the game. I'm sure you'll see him in, in some little capacity, uh, growing the game of baseball. Uh, he's been a huge part of, it feels like all our lives for a long time. And uh, if he's going to move on, it's time to be a grandpa and do the things grandpas do. So it's been a pleasure knowing him and, and uh, watching him out there. And, and obviously, he's had a Hall of Fame career. Red Boone uh, joins us here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, you live in San Diego. You've been watching what's going on here in uh, San Diego. Bob Melvin, we expect uh, probably with uh, between now and no later than uh, Thursday, going to be named the new manager of the San Francisco Giants. Padres going to be looking for another skipper. Obviously, uh, the manager and general manager were not getting along really uh, from what I understand, the last two years, I heard Bob Melvin may have wanted to leave after one year. He didn't necessarily have a landing spot. Now he's got a landing spot back to where he played and uh, close to where he used to manage. Uh, uh, if you're an outsider watching this from afar, what are you thinking right now about the Padre organization? Well, obviously they're in a in a, in a transition. You know, I, I was very shocked at the end of the season when it was announced that Bob was going to stay on. I, I saw the, uh, with the, with the giants, uh, advantage, uh, firing their manager. I thought, well, far had Bob Melvin, that relationship that was, uh, that they had in Oakland. I thought it's a perfect fit. You know, you hear the grumblings. I don't know. I'm not on the ground floor coach. I don't know what really is going on behind the scenes with, with, Padres manager, but I heard the, the rumblings just like the rest of us did. And I thought, what a perfect fit now for, for Bob to move on to San Francisco. Then at the end of the season, it was announced that Bob's going to stay on. Well, you got this San Francisco opening. And then just yesterday, it, it kind of breaks that, oh, Melvin might be in the running for the San Francisco job. Well, not only a, 
a West Coast rival, but an interdivision rival to for the Padres to to give him permission to kind of go and and uh, interview for that San Francisco job twofold. First of all, if they give him permission, that means he's not coming back, irregardless. And secondly, if San Fran's asking for permission, he's pretty much the guy they're going to hire. So, kind of weird the way it the way it it played out. Uh, I thought it would play out that way after game 162, but it took a couple weeks now and uh, looks like Bob's moving on and the Padres are going to be a hunt for, uh, for their next manager, who that will be. I have no idea, but um, I don't know. You just need some stability. Bob Melvin, when they made the, when they made that, that change a few years ago, when he up and just came from Oakland, nobody expected that. And I just thought to myself, wow, that's the last thing I thought, but I played for Bob Melvin in 19 uh, or in 2003 when he was a rookie manager, and I thought that's a calming presence that, that would be good for that Padres clubhouse. Well, what went on this year, obviously they fell well below expectations for that roster and that, and that talent level. And, you know, you hear, you hear the, the rumblings of him and Preller not getting along. Well, it's kind of come to fruition right now. We're seeing that. I think Bob Melvin's going to be obviously named that San Francisco Giants manager. It'll be interesting to see who's in the mix to take over the helm of uh, San Diego Padres. Well, we hear uh, Mike Schilt, the former St. Louis Cardinals skipper, who's worked uh, in a front office and on-field capacity the last couple of years. He he may get the first shot at it, but we'll have to wait and see. Because there are a lot of good baseball people out there that, you know, uh, Schilt may end up getting it. But you know what? If I'm the Padres, I'd take an opportunity to interview a few people. Yeah, and and uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm having Trevor on the – podcast tomorrow to get his take on all this postseason madness and uh i'll pick his brain a little bit and find out you know what that process is like and see how much i can get out of it <laughs> sounds good booney hey as always uh thanks so much for the time what you got trevor coming up what else you got coming up on that podcast well i got trevor coming up this this postseason's kind of been all about you know i've i've had some guests a lot of guests from mlb network coming on you know we we had uh robert flores on and and uh who else did i have on recently i can't even think of it right now uh, Yonder Alonzo, just guys from MLB yeah. Network, just getting a different take. You know, I, I think I can give my take uh, a lot of times, and it changes series to series. But it's always nice for me to have another fresh take of, of people that are watching every inning like I am. So uh, I'm going to – I talked to Hoppy the other day. I was down at the beach. I said, Hoppy, you've been watching playoffs? He goes, yeah, I haven't watched it at all. I said, well, I want to get a pitcher's perspective of, of what you're seeing in this postseason. So he agreed to come on Wednesday. Today I'm going to do a little wrap next week. I don't even know yet, Coach. I don't know who's coming on next, but we'll definitely have a couple good guests for you next week as well. Maybe somebody. It, it, a lot will depend on what happens uh, with this Philly AZ tournament uh, uh, final game tonight. If Philly goes on, well, then next week I'm probably going to have some some people close to the Phillies. If Arizona goes on, I'm probably going to have some some di- current Diamondbacks or ex Diamondbacks on next week. So we'll see how it goes. All righty, Boogie. Hey, as always, thanks for the time, and enjoy the Game 7 tonight. My pleasure, Coach. Thank you. There you go. Uh, that was uh, Brett Boone, a host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get back to the phones. We're going to get to a lot of phone calls. We have one other scheduled guest today. That's at one thirty-five. One thirty-five. so plenty of time to hear from you fans. Uh, Brad? In Gig Harbor, Washington. Brad, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Nice to have you. How are you? 
Doing well, Coach. It's been a long time. This uh, Brad from Oak Harbor. Yeah. And, uh, haven't talked to you in, like, forever. Anywho, my question is, is, like, just general, how does a GM get to hire four managers? That's just upsetting. And what does that say about the organization? Well, I think uh, a couple of things. Uh, I think it, it says the, the owners of the ball club have a lot of uh, uh, lot of um, uh, faith in their general manager, number one. Uh, number two, I think when uh, A.J. got this job, and, you know, I, I still disagree with what he did to Buddy Black uh, in 2015. I think you should have played that one out, and then maybe if you wanted to make a, a change at the end of the year, you make a change. But, you know, bringing in Andy Green, Andy Green didn't have much of an opportunity, and you had to change the face who's running the ball club. You bring in Jace Tingler, which made no sense at all to me, and he lost control of the ball club that second year where they had to play a 162-game schedule, and uh, now him and Bob Melvin couldn't get along. So, you know, ownership's allowing this to happen. What, what can I tell you? Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we just got to deal with it. But, yeah, I'm pulling for Schilt. I think uh, I think it'd be a good uh, change. Well, I just hope he can get along with A.J. Preller. That seems to be the uh, million-dollar question. Who can get along with A.J. Preller? Well, then ownership needs to take a look at that. <laughs> i got to believe they've taken Maybe. a look at it before. I mean, it's, this didn't yeah, just, just... Uh, show up on Sunday night when Bob Melvin was granted permission to talk to the Giants. Wild. I I can uh, hear the, the frustration and disappointment in your voice. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing actually. But hey, you know, I just got to pull for the team, so we'll see what happens. Thanks for taking my call. Take care. Hey, don't be a stranger. Definitely won't be. Thanks. All right, there's uh, Brad in Oak Harbor, Washington. I was thinking it was Gig Harbor, Washington, but boy, he. Uh, He's a little down in the dumps right there. That opens up a line at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. I'm not happy about this. Not happy about it at all. I remember uh, Braden and I, we were out at the press conference today. Bob Melvin got the, the job, and everybody was chest bumping. Everybody's excited. Man, we got one of the best managers in all of baseball coming to San Diego. And we got all this talent, and Bob Melvin talked about the great fans. I mean, that's the thing that I remember the most about Bob Melvin in that opening press conference is he he before he ever managed a game for the Padres he was talking about how great the fans were in San Diego he goes man coming in and having to manage against the Padres with your fan base he goes it was electric it was crazy and you know the last home game if you remember the last home game Bob Melvin came out and waved to the crowd and you know was you know uh, singing the praises on whether it be radio or TV. He was always, even in post games, he would acknowledge the fans and the great fan support. And, you know, I think Bob Melvin, Bob Melvin gets it. He understands our job as a media guy. He understands you fans, uh, the loyalty that you have to the Padre organization. And, you know, wish him the best, except against our San Diego Padres. That's the way kind of I'm looking at it. Let's get to Jimmy and Chula Vista. Jimmy, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Well, Coach, ordinarily I would be like everybody else concerned, but uh, I got two phone calls from two former teammates that we played with Bill Duncan at Southwestern. Now, they're not sure. I'm not sure because I'm just finding out about it. They're more Internet uh, savvy than I am, but – uh, the name, the age, everything lines up. 
we think it might have been one of our former teammates is the one that Serafini killed. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Wow. You know, I'm, I got to look into that uh, uh, story. I that was a it. really odd story. And then I, I guess his wife, who was a lot younger than him, she was involved in it. And, you know, I kind of I, I saw some stuff on the news the other night about that. But I, I remember when Dan Serafini was pitching here. He wasn't here real long with the Padres, but, you know, I, I certainly do remember him. All right, Jimmy, uh, thank you very much uh, for that phone call. We're going to get to the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll get to more of your phone calls, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Also, now we got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff I'd like to get to, but I don't think we're going to be able to get to it today because everybody wants to talk about the Padres situation. Coach Jockatur, we're headed to 2 o'clock today right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.